Welcome back to episode 46 of the Second Unit Podcast. My name is Zach Parsons. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jake Tavon and Alex Saban, with producer Ben on the ones and twos. On today's show, we are going to recap the championship games and all the questionable decisions involved in those games. Uh, the Indiana Pacers are playing great basketball right now without Tyrese Halliburton. I think we need to talk about it. And I have a few questions for you guys at the end. And we have some local Indiana news that we need crazy to... Crazy news stories. Yeah, crazy news stories uh, locally here. But first, let's get into uh, the championship games. We're just going to start with the first game. Uh, Chiefs, 17. Ravens, 7. Patrick Mahomes does it again. He's going to his fourth Super Bowl. The Ravens looked like a team that had never really been there before, in my opinion. And the Chiefs looked like a team that had been there a lot. And I think that was, uh, you know, the big takeaway here for me. The Ravens were too, un- uh, too undisciplined, way too many stupid penalties. Um, and Lamar just wasn't it in the second half. Um, Jake, we weren't able to watch this game together. What were your takeaways from this game? Just a quick for the record, it was 17-10, yeah? You said seven. Yeah. It is it 17? Oh, 17-10. My apologies. They, they kicked that field goal towards the end. I, Anyways. You're right. Continue. You, you are right. 17-10. I didn't get to watch the first half, so I didn't see a lot of what was good actually stuff. the good Lamar the good Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, But the crazy thing is you guys say it was a good Lamar Jackson. I, I looked at the score as we were driving home, and it was 17-7. So it's like, how good was it? It was um, much better than the first or the second, second half, half, I promise. Right. <laughs> I got to see the whole second half, and you're right. They just kind of didn't look like a team that has ever been there. And that's what I was kind of worried about last week when you asked me like who I thought was going to win. It's just the championship pedigree – there's something to be said for that, you know? Yeah, big time. And we saw it for years and years with the Patriots, and I think we're seeing it again with Chiefs. Saban, how about you? What were your takeaways? Kind of the same. I mean, I was kind of hoping they could pull it off, and they had some flashes in the first half, but then it was kind of just not there. But um, I think it's a huge, huge learning game for Zay Flowers. Yes. Because he was he was the only reason they were doing as well as they were, but then he also was the reason that they weren't doing well. And just the couple plays that he made that were incredible and then the couple plays that he made that were horrendous. So stupid. That I just, you know, you hope he comes out of this significantly better because he was awesome and also completely opposite of awesome all at the same time i wrote in my notes specifically there's an argument to be made that zay flowers was both the ravens best player and worst player in this game. <laughs> uh, exactly what the point i'm the, trying to make the, here. the fumble at the goal line is inexcusable especially when you know you could have gotten down that would have been a first down if he would have just you know he had room to get the first down uh right. the, the taunting, taunting call that yeah. pushed them back 15 yards and then uh the good things is he was the only one making plays for them. That first half, he caught the touchdown, the long touchdown. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, Zay Flowers, yeah. I, I think he's going to have no problem moving on from this and getting better. And I do think this is a learning experience for them. You, you just got to know not to reach the ball out on that yeah. fumble. Yeah. Like, just go down. You can punch it in the next play. Like, it's just his eyes got healed like a fucking cartoon eye mm-hmm. pop out like there's the goal line yeah. i want a touchdown in a playoff game but if he, he wants to be goes, the hero yeah we talked he about just goes down with a lot he, of guys he totally different ball game because the ravens have the best goal line run defense or run offense probably in the nfl so like no doubt in my mind they would be able to 
punch it in, like you said, from the one. But we also have to give the Chiefs a lot of credit here. Uh, That's a great play by Legarius Sneed, punching the ball out. Legarius Sneed punching the ball out, but even the whole day, like just Lamar never looked comfortable. Like even in the first half when he was making some plays, the <laughs> he the had to tip, catch his own pass the because tipped, the defense was so good. Yeah, the tip ball <laughs> and he caught it himself for 17 yards was incredible. But like he only had five completions, I think, in the first half. So it's not like to your point, Jake, where it's like. Yeah, it wasn't, you know. I think I think we hi we me and Alex and and Ben were watching together and we thought, wow, Lamar's playing so well. But in the reality of the situation, it's like actually maybe he wasn't, but maybe right. we thought he was playing so well because we saw what happened in the second half. And it's like, yeah, it was just so much better. Um yeah, sad for the Ravens, good for the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes does it again. Travis Kelsey looked like vintage Travis Kelsey again. Yeah. Going at Kyle Hamilton on that first drive with the perfect pass from Patrick Mahomes was unbelievable. Kyle Hamilton is an unbelievable football player, and Travis Kelsey just like took him to work. Yeah, And it wasn't even – like it was a back shoulder throw, but it was a back hip throw yeah. because that's what it needed to it be. It was legitimately the most the perfect The only pass. place it could have been. Yeah. Um. How do we feel about Patrick Mahomes? So, what are you saying? Like, couple, so midseason we saw him have that outburst. Are you like, talking about? I used to think Patrick Mahomes was like the most humble, likable right. superstar, and now he's such a fucking princess. Like that whole shit at the beginning of the game with Justin Tucker yeah. having the kicking stuff, and he's like kicking it out of the way and throwing like Justin Tucker shit, and like I get the gamesmanship of some of that, but he just seems. He always came across as incredibly humble, and that's why he was likable. And he just comes across as so entitled to me now with the crazy outburst in the Bills game, bitching about all that, and then like these little things like that. Like He just isn't a likable guy to me anymore. Well, he knows he's the best quarterback in the NFL. But he's so always he been can... the best quarterback. What changed? It's literally within the last couple months. All of a sudden, I just feel completely different about Patrick Williams. Well, I mean, it, what changed was the one Bills fucking that was the first bad thing he'd ever done right that like made him unlikable was you know the bitching to josh allen after the bills regular bills chiefs regular season game but i don't know i i still like patrick mahomes i i don't dislike him right. but i just thought the world of him like oh this guy's awesome he's yeah. so great and whatever and then watching the netflix show it's like oh wow yeah patrick mahomes is great and now I'm like, I don't know about that guy. I don't think I care for him. Yeah. But I, I also think this is like part of it is a little bit of like fatigue too that we've seen yeah, the Chiefs in the show. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's like Tom Brady was thought of the same way for the first three, or, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't tell me Mahomes is going to become my Tom Brady. I, just, yes. so I think eventually he'll become him. everyone's Tom sick Brady. Sick of watching him win, so yeah. now I hate him. That's yeah. very likely. You, what is it? You live long enough? No, you either die a hero. Yeah, you either die a hero or, you or live long, long enough, enough to, to be a villain. Yeah, he's been living a little too long at the top. I think you're right. Yeah. So. Good news, he's only 28. So Yeah, so we only have another like 10 or so years of yeah. this. So it's great. Cool. Yeah. Here's the problem that I had with this. Running backs got six carries. It well, seems like we should have had a more run-heavy game plan against one of the, the bottom five run defenses in so the So I league. found a stat that I thought was interesting. Uh, the Ravens this season uh, – percentage of snaps that they ran the ball this season were 49 49% of the time they ran the ball like they ran the ball a lot this game they ran the ball 28% of the snaps they kind of just lost their identity they got they they got down 10 and thought they had to keep throwing Lamar throwing into triple coverage to Isaiah likely in the red zone it was just 
That's what pressure does to it, you in these big games. You could, like I said, you could tell it was a team that had never been there before, and going against a team that had been there the last seven years and knew what they were doing. Right. So, um, yeah, just unfortunate. But good run for the Ravens. I think Lamar got a lot better this year. I still think he he's going to win a second MVP. I think Lamar Jackson's a uh, Hall of Famer, uh, even if he doesn't win a Super Bowl. So, um, like if you were tired right now, you think Lamar Jackson's yeah. a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Um, in my opinion, I think two MVPs does that for you. Um, but yeah, that's I guess that's all all the thoughts I had. We're gonna get two more two more weeks of Taylor Swift. So Swifties rejoice. Yeah. Here's so. my question to you: If Patrick Mahomes goes on a Tom Brady like run, do you think it was because the quarterbacks of this generation weren't as good in as Tom Brady's generation, or like what do what do you think it is? Do you think Josh no. Allen and Lamar Jackson not being a, to get over the hump right this season? Well, like, I think that's just. I mean, you can make that same art. I don't think it's at the top of the league now that – hold on, I'm trying to, like, get all my thoughts together. Do you have Do you have a thought before I go? No? Nope. I, I just – Can't help you. Sorry. I, I, I think – I think Patch Mahomes is just so much better. I don't think it's that the quarterbacks are – I mean, I think the quarterbacks are bad, but um, – yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Cause what do you think it is? Well, I just think that it's really interesting that in the Tom Brady area, era, you still had Peyton Manning get two. You had Ben Roethlisberger get two, three, two? No, he got one. One. It was 2010 yeah, against the Cardinals. One. Yeah, and then they lost in 2005. They lost in 05? No, they didn't. The bus won his championship in Detroit, from Detroit. Oh, they, right, two. They did lose in 2005. They won in 2000. And no, they won in 2005 right before the Colts won in 2006. I'm like 90% sure. Ben, can, tech guy Ben, can you look this up? Oh, this? no, you are. They beat the Seahawks. They beat the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, 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 you're Roxburgh right. got two. Yeah. Peyton Manning got two. And it just, I mean, it's still early. Allen, Eli got two. Eli got two. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these guys still won Super Bowl. It's like Drew Brees got one. There was still like this interesting era in the Tom Brady era that these guys, Great quarterbacks were still winning and proving they were great. And I really thought this was the year that Josh Allen would get over the hump or maybe Lamar Jackson since the Ravens look so good this year. And nope, it's still Patrick Mahomes. I think uh, well, it's just we got a chance discussion. for Brock Purdy. That's don't true. count don't count Brock out yet. Dude, the Chiefs are gonna beat the fuck Right. But I think that so here's what I'm saying with that. I, I think that it's a great question. If, I, you, right. Yeah. If Brock wins, the conversation is gonna be Brock Purdy is in the conversation with Trent Dilfer. In right. my opinion. Yes. He's not going to be in the conversation <laughs> of Peyton Manning broke through and Peyton Manning is finally ascended to the mountaintop. Right. This is going to be like Brock Purdy's Joe Flacco winning with the Ravens. Right. And it's funny that Trent Dilfer also played with the Ravens. Yeah. It's just they, it's a Ravens thing. they produced that like we don't need a quarterback. Joe Great Flacco quarterback. went on one of the more impressive runs anyone's ever had in the playoffs. I knew right. you know what you're saying with Joe Flacco, but I'm just saying Joe that, Flacco that, is that, a history <laughs> looks back on. Yes, oh, Joe but that Flacco specific won. three game, four game run in the playoffs was like some of the most perfect football anyone can play. So I, yes, I agree with you. Too. So I just ten years from now, I wonder if there's going to be like, oh, Mahomes got his five, but Josh Allen also got his two, and Lamar got one, and the and uh, Joe Burrow got one, two. And Burrow. And yeah. So I wonder how it'll be. Because now looking back to my childhood, it's easy to put those guys on a pedestal because I was a kid. But looking back on it, those guys deserve to be on a pedestal. Yeah. Those guys were all Hall of Famers. And it's just, I'm interested I to think, see how it turns out. I think it's going to get, uh, the problem with it is Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, they're all in the AFC. 
So exactly. you have to like only one can win. Only <laughs> one can win. So it's not like one of those guys are in the NFC, and so one of those guys will play Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl every year, and that's kind of like their breakthrough, maybe you know, or whatever. But kind of what I mentioned though, all those guys are in the AFC as well. That's true. That's a good point. So yeah, it's just it's just interesting. I I don't know. I feel like there were so many more when we were kids, fourteen and two teams and eight and eight teams. Yeah. And nowadays every team is eleven and six. Yeah. So you just have no idea what's going to happen. In these yeah, playoffs. I think uh, and. The cream rises to the top. And I I do think Patriot fans are starting to get a little concerned about the Chiefs because I've seen the discourse online where it's like, yeah, it's okay to start comparing Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady. It's like, shit, we are there where we are we – are, we just got rid of the greatest quarterback of all time and we might just have replaced him with another one, which is insane. It's crazy to me. I've already seen discourse of people being like, listen, I understand Tom has all the accolades, but I know what my eyes see. Yeah. And Patrick is Better the best quarterback I've ever seen. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that yet. Well, so Patrick Mahomes, it. it's interesting because I think Patrick Mahomes is the has the combination of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And I say that because he has the championship pedigree of Tom Brady now, but he also has the quarterback playing ability of like when Aaron Rodgers in his heyday, it was like Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback alive. Like right. of like throwing the football, Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. And I think Patrick Mahomes has that where it's like, yeah, with my eyes, he's just better. So yeah, you, you are right. Um, all right, let's move on to the most exciting game of the, of the weekend, the San Francisco 49ers beat the Detroit Lions 34-31. You live by Dan Campbell, and you die by Dan Campbell. Uh, the lack of died su- hard. The, the lack of success on fourth down is probably the biggest story coming out of this for me. Uh, personally, for me, I had zero problem with how they handled fourth down. My biggest issue, and I think what Dan Campbell deserves the most heat for, is running on third and goal on that last drive of the game and burning a timeout in a situation where timeouts are your best friend and you need to extend the game as much as possible. You just burn one for no reason. That is the biggest mistake Dan Campbell made that entire game um, rather than the fourth down, you know, play calling. Uh, Alex, how do you how do you think Dan Campbell uh, did this game or what are your what are your takeaways from this game? Um I mean, obviously, he could have done a lot differently, and it's easy to look back on and say, oh, that was wrong, that was it. But it's like you said, Dan Campbell is Dan Campbell. Mm -hmm. You know what you're going to get, and he's going to take a lot of risks. Um, I agree, the running the ball timeout situation wasn't great, but um, I don't know what happened at halftime. It was like two different, like, they were up so big in the first half, and it was like, wow, the Lions are really going to do it, and then they just completely fell apart. Do you want to take any blame for that? Because I bet on the lines at halftime. Because I think your exact quote was, "There's a lot of dis- There's too much disrespect for the Lions." My six and a half at halftime. <laughs> and you know, I've been the biggest Lions hater. <laughs> yeah. And it was finally time for me to jump on the wagon. So you know what? Valid. Could be my fault. <laughs> yeah. Hand up. Hand up. Sorry, Lions fans. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that it's uh, Jake. What was your What are your thoughts on this? My thought. Let's start with Dan Campbell. I think there's like an interesting um, philosophy going on in the NFL right now where you have like super genius offensive coordinators getting jobs, a lot of them, and, and you have guys that... Ben Johnson will be one of those guys in two weeks. 100%. And you have guys where maybe they're not the best 
managers or coordinators of their team, but they're just awesome motivators. I think Jim Irsay tried to do that with Jeff Saturday. Obviously, didn't work out. I think you saw the Raiders do that with Antonio Pierce this year, and it did somewhat work out. Dan Campbell is one of those guys, 100%. So I think that we saw the shortcomings of Dan Campbell play out on a huge stage, which is unfortunate. Um, that fourth and two after the 49ers kicked a field goal coming out of the second half, that's what did it. That momentum was completely mm-hmm. gone and completely shifted at that point. And I felt like that one was a little early. I don't mind the fourth and three one a little later, but I think that's what lost in that game. I told Shelby the fourth and two. I was like, the momentum's completely shifted at that point. Well, and and I don't know if Dan Campbell necessarily deserves a lot of blame for the fourth down. Uh, it's process over, um, what is it? Process over results. results. And... He drew up the right play. It's kind of like the Colts. Kind of like Steichen. Yeah. yeah. He drew up the right play. If Josh Reynolds catches. Well, Ben down, Johnson threw up the right play. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But if Josh Reynolds just catches those two passes. Reynolds the Lions bad. Win, the Lions win this game. Yeah. Jo- Josh Reynolds looks like he was allergic to catching the yeah, ball. Yeah. He was, he was like, <laughs> like he, he just didn't want it. Did he drop two fourth downs? Was it? Uh, n- yes. He dropped one fourth down at for the fourth sure. and two. I know for sure. I think it was the fourth and three yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think he dropped that one too. And it, if he just catches those two passes, I truly think the Lions win this game oh, because they get that fourth. they get the first down. They have the momentum still. They're rolling. They might score on that drive, and this is a whole Even totally different ball game. Even if it's three on the first drive right. of the second yeah. half, that yeah. at least keeps the momentum square. Right. Where instead it went from now the Niners have full-on faith mm-hmm. that they're going to win this game because they get twi- 10 quick points, yeah. and it's, it's a seven-point game all of a sudden. And, Alex, I know you said this in the moment, but this is what we saw from the Lions all year. They would get out to these big leads and then they would just blow it and Uh then it would be a close game at the end. Yep. So, yeah, this is kind of the vintage Lions experience we've had all year. This was exactly why I was like, look, I'm not completely sold on it. Like, they they had a great season. And for Lions standards, incredible season. For for almost anybody, it's a great season. Right, for any team. (laughs) But they, uh, this, like, there was always this. There was never anything that was like, wow, they're really completely put together. It was always going to be something. But, um, and then have we mentioned the insane off the face catch for the Niners? No, we have not. Where then, like, shit like that happened. Where, like, you take that play away, could be a totally different ballgame kind of thing where he defended it perfectly, hit him in the fucking face, and then Brandon Ayuk still caught it. Like, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it was, it was truly insane. (laughs) Just after the first, touchdown the Niners had I just said it's happening and it just kept happening and uh kind of goes back to what we said in the last game of you know the 49ers Kyle Shanahan he's been here in these big games Dan Campbell's never been here yet so yeah. this is a learning experience for the Lions you know uh people want to say that they'll be back next year but you know who, so I'm glad you brought this up who knows I say I saw who knows I I'm one of those people that always like turns to don't worry like with the Packers I did it don't worry like we can be back yeah. and you kind of pump my brakes yeah. on that and I saw a tweet and it kind of changed my perspective on it because it listed all these teams that have gotten like to this area and like sorry to bring this up but it, it put yeah the, the 2018 bears the 06 bears were on yeah. that list the 2014 colts were on that yeah. list and it's just like dang you're right and yeah. dan campbell he's not resting on his laurels i did like after the game he's like listen that might have been our only yeah shot. he did say that and the, my takeaway from this is the thing if i was a lions fan that i'd be worried about most 
is I think this was the best Jared Goff can look. Yeah, I and agree. We, we <laughs> yeah. couldn't get there. Yeah. So it's like, now what? Yeah. And I'm just, I'm not saying get rid of Jared Goff. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that it'd be really easy for this team to not make it this far next year. Mm-hmm. And that's really unfortunate. Because they have the first place schedule next year now. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they're no longer the team that maybe teams will overlook. They're going to be the team that they're going to bring it against the Lions every every week. And yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Dan Campbell kind of rebuilds this team with no Ben Johnson next year is going to be huge. And all it takes is just like, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take blame on this as well. I thought their rookie class when they first got drafted was kind of poor, and they had four of their best players. Yeah, were rookies this yeah. year. All it takes is like missing on a draft class yeah. where you don't have playmakers come from the come from the draft, mm-hmm. and now your team is not progressing like you want it because you're gonna lose free agents. Yeah. That's every team in the league. So, but you just have to hope that the success Brad Holmes has had, the GM right. with drafting, that it's just gonna keep going. Right. right. Uh, yeah, so. and I'm not calling them dead right. at all. I'm just saying I'm a little worried that this might have been the best iteration of the Lions that we ever get. Yeah. It feels that way, you know? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, yeah, so we have we have Lion, or we have have 49ers Chiefs in the Super Bowl, rematch of Super Bowl, whatever that was, a few years ago. Uh, Jimmy G overthrowing Emmanuel Sanders. that was Sanders. 19. Yep. Yeah, is what I remember from that. Was that 2020? Okay, 2020. Uh, yeah. So was I think was that gonna, right before COVID, the February yeah, of 2020? Yeah, it was. 19 season? Yeah. Was like, it's considered the 19 yeah. season, but it was... In February of 2020, right? Um, we can talk about the Super Bowl next week, but who do you who do you guys have winning right now? Subject to change, I'm gonna say Chiefs. The, the, the script has it; it's the Chiefs. Yeah, Taylor uh, Swift, Travis Kelsey. They go. They literally get married on on the midfield logo. Chiefs are underdogs as right the now. game win or as the game ends, and then they ride off into the sunset. I am not going to bet this game. I bet both these games. Got both of them right. Took both plus monies. Uh, I'm not going to bet this game. I, I will. I think the Niners win this game. I think that overall depth of this team is just so, so great. If they play how they, they should, they can win. But the problem is if they have a shit first half, they're not going to be able to do what they did. No, of course against not. Against the Lions. Brock Purdy looked like Lamar Jackson in the second half. I That's not happening yeah. again. Yeah. That It's not. Brock Purdy deserves a ton of praise for this game. That He looked so good. Every time that he didn't have something open downfield, he ran. Mm-hmm. And every time he had someone open downfield, he hit him. Yeah. And it was amazing. He didn't miss at all in he the second half. He did that last week against the Packers. In the second well, half. Yeah, but that, that one last still drive. looked bad because yeah. he had some throws that were slipping out of his hands. He was right. trying to get his hands clean. Some passes didn't connect. Like, if he would have connected on all the passes against the Packers, that Packers game probably ends in a 14-point win right. for the Niners. But he was nails on that last drive. Of course, right. So, right. it's like, he, he did he's got it. Yeah. yeah, and you're right. Like, maybe, maybe uh, all the talent the 49ers have will overcome the Chiefs, but... I think it's just something to be said. I know I'm, I'm playing, done losing money to trap patch from home. No, I'm not so. betting it, but I just, I don't want to get too much into hyperbole, but I just feel like this is a, a rematch that the Niners have been looking forward for. I, I think they want the chiefs. Yeah. I think this is what they want. I, I think they're going to win. I would love to see Shanahan break through and finally win one too. So that's what I'm rooting for. That would be cool. My brain can't stop picturing chiefs win. Okay. Travis Kelsey gets down on one knee. He's got a ring. That's not going to happen. Oh, are you kidding? No. The internet breaks. The world ends. Think about it. She deserves. I mean, I, sure, it could happen, I guess. It's when I, I just want it on the record. 
for when it happens. For the record, I don't think Taylor Swift ever gets married. I think she's too smart. Sorry you hate love. No, no, no. It's not that. I think she's so smart. I think Taylor Swift is so smart that she realizes getting married is like there's no... There's like no 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 continue about what are you saying about being because married, married she has, man no it's because she has so many assets that hey hey Jake uh, sounds like he's anti marriage he might want to back this up she has so many can, assets that I think that like Travis Kelsey doesn't throw it in reverse Terry I, back up Terry back up there's not Travis Kelsey doesn't isn't worth a drop in the bucket yeah, of what Taylor Swift is worth is all I'm saying I don't think there's many people in the world that are worth what Taylor Swift's worth so I I think that. So you're saying yeah. she's she needs him to sign the prenup? Yeah, hit him. I think if Taylor Swift ever get, does get married, there will 100 percent be, be a prenup involved. Yeah, wow, Travis Swift. I can't wait. Two weeks from now, we're gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you've been hating on that so much. I can't. I this is just how it was supposed to go. The script is scripting. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to the Indiana Pacers. Basketball. They ever since they traded for Pascal Siakam. Uh, well, basically, I, mainly I just want to talk about these last three games. A 134-122 win against the Philadelphia 76ers. Crushed them. Uh, Pascal Siakam, triple-double, was able to do everything on the floor. We beat the Phoenix Suns on a Obi Toppin game-winning layup, which was chaos that last that great, play. That game was great. Yeah. Incredible comeback. They were down, what, 17 yep. at one point? Devin Booker dropped 62, and we still beat them. Yep. And then without Halliburton, without how Hall- all this was important to without how no Tyrese Halliburton in any of these games. And then yesterday uh, was a little bit of a tough game on the road. Nope. Uh-huh. Or no, it was at home. My apologies. 116-110 against Memphis. But Matherin stepped up, had 24 points, was the leading scorer. Nimhard played well. Nimhard's, Nimhard's been, been playing, playing great. really well. Yeah. Um, He's finally healthy again. That's what it took. He's had like kind of a back injury he's been mm-hmm. dealing with. He had that hyperextended knee at one point. So, so I, I really wanted to bring this up because with Nimhard back and healthy and more than likely going to be the backup point guard for the Pacers, does this mean TJ McConnell is expendable at the uh, February deadline? I think that's what logic tells you, but have you I, everything I I've yes been and no. Yeah. <laughs> everything I've been seeing is that Pacers have been rebuffing offers for TJ McConnell yeah. this whole year. And I just think that McConnell's such a morale leader for this team. I think that trading would be a mistake. Do you think he they've been saying no all year because Andrew Nimhart hasn't been healthy? And probably, but how do we know Nimhart's gonna be healthy next that's week? That's true. That's <laughs> a very good point. I mean we didn't have TJ McConnell or um Hal Burton yesterday, so Buddy Heald and uh, Ben Shepard were playing backup point guard for us, which was a... Ben Shepard's been a pleasant surprise. Interesting experience. But yeah, Ben Shepard, in the few minutes that he's gotten, the limited minutes he's gotten, he's he's actually like in the rotation now. Yeah. Uh, he, he knocks down shots and he plays defense, which is exactly what we thought he would be, which has been awesome to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tyrese Halliburton is going to be back tomorrow night, a uh, game on ten, uh, TNT. Against the Celtics. Against the Celtics. So big game. What uh, what are your expectations for this team going forward as of uh, January 29th? Hmm. My expectations for the overall season? Championship or bust. <laughs> I think this team is the second round team. If I'm really, really looking at it, I expect this team to win a playoff series. Yeah, that's. If we don't win a playoff series, I'll be disappointed. I th- I'm kind of in that same area. I think we need to get to at least five. I'd rather play whoever finishes four than whoever finishes three. You right. know what I'm saying? I think that we could get up to three. That'd be great. And also, but this East is not like anything it's vulnerable. that's super special. It, yeah, it would not. I agree with the expectation of we should win a first-round playoff series, but it would not be 
appalling, like shocking if we made the Eastern Conference. Finals. No, yeah, big time now. Because Milwaukee, they, they're, like we're, they're a mess we've right now. We beat all of the good Eastern right. Conference teams. Like mm-hmm. We can hang with guys. A seven-game series, I don't know, but like it would not shock me yeah. if we're watching the Pacers play in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Yeah, I Not think, that I expect it, right? but it just wouldn't be jarring. To I, see. I, I agree with you, um, for sure. Because, I mean, look at, look at the Heat the last couple of years. It's kind of the same thing, where they weren't necessarily at the top of the division – Literally but eighth last year. On the they were eighth, yeah. yeah. And they just kind of went on this run. And I could see Tyrese Halliburton putting the fucking team on his back and just, yeah, making making a run to the Eastern Conference Finals, which yeah. would be awesome. And we still haven't even really gotten to see Siakam and Halliburton like at all playing. I games mean, we've seen we've together. seen they played the, the one, one game, game, but you know, yeah. first game with somebody, you're not gonna have it all figured out essentially. No. So like, we don't even know what this is going to look like yeah. and with s- the two superstars. And s- there's a couple of things that I, I don't know if you have written down as well. Siakam has only practiced with the team once or twice. Yeah. So that's huge. Once he starts practicing with the team, we can incorporate him into the offense better. Also the Patriots had the 27th hardest schedule in the NBA uh, coming up yeah, for the, the rest of the year, which is fourth easiest. Right. Yeah. Fourth easiest. Yeah. So I think that record wise, we really, really need to take advantage of that and yeah. build up this record, finish fourth, fifth. Yeah. If we could third, that'd be great. Um, that's what we need to do. That's the formula to get to the second, third round of the yeah. playoffs, in my opinion. If, if we finish sixth, the road becomes much, much tougher. Could you pull up the Eastern Conference standings? If you click uh, full standings on the right there, I think it should pull it up. Yeah, I just want to see where the Pacers are at right now. Sixth, yep. Squarely sixth. It was a lot closer, six. but this three-game run is... So it's Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Knicks, Cavs, Pacers, Heat. Yeah, and I think we're a better team than the Cavs. We're yeah. a better team than the Knicks. We beat the Sixers. We beat the Bucks. Yeah. The Celtics. The Knicks We've have been playing great Celtics. ball. The Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks have, have been, been playing great. really good since the OG trade. Mm-hmm. He's been awesome for them. Uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I'm excited. It'll be... It'll just... It'll be awesome to be in the playoffs again and just like yep. have that have that hype around the team and I'm excited about that. Blue collar gold swagger. Yeah. All the way back. In forty nine states, it's only basketball. <laughs> uh all right, let's move on to local Indianapolis news. This is uh somewhat breaking. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking news from Joe Schroeder of Fox fifty nine. Uh Indie Man stole Stole Star Wars Legos from Target to resell them in a Fisher's parking lot. Uh, this man, his name is Kevin Mendel. He is 36 years old. Uh, was busted. He stole $570 worth of Lego Star Wars merch uh, and was selling them in a 96th Street parking lot. Um, Could have been making me. money on it. Yeah, could have been you. Could you pretty been, close to here? That could have been me buying Legos. I was gonna say that's not far from here, but was, was it me? Uh, he he is in Hamilton County Jail on the following charges: organized retail theft at level six felony, theft where the defendant has a prior theft conviction, a level six felony, and theft uh, an A misdemeanor. So Jake, as our local or as our uh, as our law <laughs> expert, law former expert. former yeah law resident law expert. What does uh, what's Mr. Mendel got got in store for him here for stealing six hundred dollars worth of Legos? Six hundred dollars worth of Legos. Well, it really all so the justice system. It all depends on what his like rap sheet looks like. Yeah, you know if this is like charge 12, 13, 14 of his uh, of his lifetime, then the judge is going to be a little more harsh. Uh, two level six felonies. That's not 
super super bad. I think they he faces up to eighteen months per charge on those in prison. But is Dude, he felony? Yeah, he, a felony sounds bad. Is he felony. actually? He's not going to serve jail time or anything for this. Most likely, no. Most of these guys get off on uh, probation and stuff. You you spend multiple years on probation. <laughs> hey, naughty naughty, stop stealing. <laughs> We have a friend that might be an expert on this, and we'll we'll have to get his <laughs> expertise Jeez. on this sometime. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> what? Uh, I didn't say anything. Yeah. I didn't. No, say I know names. you're fine. I We're didn't fine. say names. No government names. No Everything, government names. Everything's fine. But, but yeah, this was just a funny story I saw scrolling Fox 59 today. I thought I had to share. And then also we have Frank Covington, a 33 year old man wanted out of Wisconsin who was re- uh, arrested Sunday after police found over 20 graphing calculators he allegedly stole from a Target. Honestly. Were those like 100 bucks a piece? Yeah, I was like something I wouldn't think about stealing, but like that might be the smartest thing. Yeah. Nobody's going to be missing those. Right. Nobody's like, oh man, where's all the cat? Like people are going to go to the store looking for the new Lego sets yeah. and be like, dude, where are all the Legos? Mm-hmm. But like nobody's going to be like, hey, where's all the graphing calculators? Where are those TI-83s at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dem Johns was expensive. The- but yeah, that's it's just a crazy world that we have to steal Legos and graphing calculators I to mean, get by. It's just crazy that, you know, our beautiful, pristine, safe hometown is turning into the crime capital of the world. <laughs> You're so Stealing sad. Legos and graphing calculators. It's just crazy. Sad. It's sad. sad. It that's is sad. What it is. Uh, so that's our local, uh, local news uh, segment <laughs> of the week. We'll Ben's come back on next eBay week. Searching. TI-83 graphic calculator. <laughs> Ben's trying to get a good deal right now. Over $100. Oh, they were well over $100 back in the day. I lost my graphing calculator in high school, and I, I I, don't think I ever told my parents. And I just like borrowed it from other people yeah. or like, tried to get by without it because I knew that thing was over $100, oh, yeah. and I was I was cooked oh, yeah. for losing that thing. Yeah, they're probably on like TI-93 now or some shit like that. They don't rock with TI-83s anymore like we did. TI-105. TI-105s. Um, but yeah, so I have one question for you guys, just kind of a fun uh, fun question for you, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, on your hand, your five fingers, there's a liquid that will shoot out of it whenever you want. What the hell? And you get to choose the five liquids that come out of each of your fingers. You get five different liquids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mine is... Just hey, so hey, you guys hey, can think be, about be, it. Before before you get into what yours are, where did this come from? Uh, Jackie, I think, asked, you know, like, brought it up. And I was like, oh, this will be an interesting thing to That's, see. Okay. What, what you guys uh, have to say. Mine would be coffee, creamer. I would go water. I would go Diet Coke. And I would go Orange Gatorade. Five fingers whenever I want. Boom, 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 boom. I'm good. God, you've had a lot of time to think about this. This is hard on the spot. I drink coffee every day. I drink water every day. Diet Coke's my favorite soda. And then orange Gatorade for, you know, just a little oh, something you, different. How, how liberal can we be with liquid? <laughs> what, what do you mean? I want... Okay, I'm going coffee. Okay. I'm going water, Red Bull. Okay, all right. Those are my three, like... Yeah. The, these I need those in my personal life. I, I am I can't wait to see where this goes. He, Here's my fa- money I wish maker. you could see his face. I right know. <laughs> That's why this needs to be a video. Here's my moneymaker. See, I'm gonna be a he billionaire. Has a sh- he has well, a you're, well, you're still working. Face. You're nine to five. Here's how I'm gonna be a billionaire. I'm gonna shoot oil out of this finger. Uh, okay. I'm gonna, gonna sell get it. all the oil. <laughs> all the oil. Because uh-huh. I'm gonna sell it. So I'm gonna be a tycoon. Okay. And then yeah, I don't even need the fifth liquid. Fruit punch. 
Mr. Deeds. No, I think I'm on the McDonald's Coke. There you go. There you go. I like that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Tell me that's not a smart thing. I mean, that's incredibly yeah. smart. That's yeah. that's something. <laughs> Red Bull coming out yeah. whenever you want is going to be a problem for your health. Yeah, because it'll be, it should be too convenient. The second for you. kidney stone probably coming. There's so much caffeine coming out of your fingers now, where it's like boom, 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 boom. yeah. That's too much caffeine, probably. But yeah. So also, you, did you say coffee was one of them? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying, how do you take your coffee these days? Yeah, but so I use non-dairy creamer. No, but like, how do you how do you take your coffee these days? It's gotten a lot better. It okay. really has. It's not as because much I was like, here's sugar, the thing: you know? if you're just shooting coffee, are you just going to carry yeah. 800 sugar packets on you at all times? Okay, but uh, <laughs> why I'm out and just... about, I'm I'm <laughs> sipping on the Red Bull finger. I'm not sipping on the coffee finger. <laughs> so why why don't you just make your fifth finger your non-dairy creamer then? That's not a liquid. What do you mean? It, my creamer is like it's not a liquid. It's like a, it's like a powder, like, like packets. Yeah, you like never been to like breakfast with with Jake? I no, I have, but I didn't think you would use that. So in there's like creamer your that's everyday liquid, life. and there's creamer that's powder. I I get that. Right. I so didn't I think you would actually use the powdered stuff. I guess. Yeah, I, I use know. the powdered stuff. Okay. He's Fair just shooting enough. powder out the paint. Shooting. Oh. So I don't like my coffee to be cold. You got to make those creamers real cold. You Can know. Can one of these fingers be my valid cocaine finger? Yo, what the. <laughs> What's still not a liquid. <laughs> still not a liquid. No, I think it is. I don't know anything about drugs. All right. What what are your what are yours? Uh, um, so wrap up. Mine would be I mean, do I just umbrella beer? Do I have to pick up a specific one? Oh damn, that was a good that's yeah. a good one. Just beer. I drink for free all yeah. the time. I never yeah. have to pay for alcohol. Your cores. <laughs> are you insane? Um yeah, a little banquet. Um, full body karate. Diet Dr. Pepper would okay. probably be my diet soda to pick. I do do be having that i don't drink coffee so i don't need a coffee one that's crazy what that else you've do made i need this far in life without coffee. water water of course yeah water so water diet dr pepper beer what else do i drink <laughs> apple juice i'm on a big yeah, apple yeah, juice you do like right apple make sure juice. you put oil on them fingers. apple juice <laughs> is pretty good nah it's got to be something good like uh the last one like bear mace <laughs> Like just in case, like you use a I go, well, yeah, just yeah. in case I need protection. Yeah. You know, I don't that's know what point. life's yeah, gonna throw at I like at some point. If I don't need it for anything else, and that one would be the thumb, that'd yeah. be the thick boy. <laughs> just like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm well, out hiking or something yeah. for all the hiking that I. When do are you and, hiking? Uh, when there's bears in. <laughs> it sounds like you might Tennessee. need it for Ninety Sixth Street. Yeah. <laughs> what if the yeah? What if Target's getting robbed and then I'm. Like, oh my gosh, there's Bear Mace Thumb Guy. He just stopped another crime. Well, let's be Thank real. Goodness. If Target's getting robbed, you're running the other way, not towards the danger, but that's, that's okay. Well, unless well you have do Bear I have Mace. Bear Mace yeah. in my thumb? Even if you do have Bear Mace in your thumb. What if he's just stealing Legos? True. Gonna have to test it out. <laughs> All right. Just something. All right. That, that, was, that was a shit show, but I enjoyed that a lot. That about wraps us up for episode 46 of the Second Unit Podcast. I really appreciate everyone listening. Uh, following us on Spot, uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on X and Instagram and all other social platforms. We will be back next week to preview the Super Bowl and Super Bowl props. But until then, happy birthday, Oprah. You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. <laughs> <laughs>